I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. Oh, man, I should not have cut that class. I feel like I... I missed all the material that I would have gotten to understand what's going on in this movie. I feel like I missed a day. And, yeah, uh... yeah, I need like a whole study guide for this movie, honestly. <laughs> There's lots of little pieces that uh, uh, I need to have spelled out for me and I do, written do. on the chalkboard. And it's like yeah. that story problem at the end of the movie where they try and figure out. And... <laughs> Very Listen, elaborate. you got to respect a film that takes time at the end of the climactic chase to give us a little math problem. A little <laughs> riddle, if you will. How nice. How considerate. I, I mean, some of the math problems I had to do in school were about as stressful as running from a killer. So I know. agree. Sometimes more so. I mean, I've never had to run <laughs> yeah. from a killer that I know of, but I'm assuming yeah. that math is a lot worse. I know what a square is. That's enough. Yeah. That's all I need to That's know. That's all you know? I need. It's, you know, fractions, sometimes basic. handy, but most yeah. of it, no. Uh-uh. No, thank you. There's so many, so many other classes I could have been taking other than math in school, you know? It was such a waste of fucking time. Exactly. Uh, like, Ugh. I look back now and I'm and I'm like I wanted to take that psychology course, but I couldn't. Oh no, because I had to have yeah. alg- algebra d- two or three or whatever it mm-hmm. was. You can use it some is. psychology. You can't really use some of those algebra two and three things. No, no. What uh. about advanced drama? I, yeah. I could I could have used that, you know. Or like <laughs> shop class, like in this movie, like. Yeah. Whatever happened to shop class? We didn't have shop class or like home ec. We, we did, but I didn't do it. It, it just seemed like a lot of hands-on work yeah you were supplied with the option and you (laughs) didn't take it that was such a straight guy class and like where i was you know it was like oh i gotta build this this cabinet thing i'm like i'm not building no cabinet we could be because (laughs) we might know how to do a jazz square or a handy dandy riff on a note but we cannot build a car from scratch i think that's what they teach there i'm not sure because i didn't have shop class i don't know maybe it would have awakened my theater tech Yes, aha. Uh-huh. You know, in- inclination, but yes. I, don't I don't know. We would know how to do things like stage manage and turn on lights. Mm-hmm. Things mm-hmm. that seem very mm-hmm. useful to know. Especially mm-hmm. if you're gay, which yeah. we are. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> or for, for fortunately. <laughs> or I don't fortunately, know. let's be real. It's a mixed Come bag. On. Come on. Depends yeah, on the day. Depending on the day. <laughs> depending on the day, really. Some days I wake up and I'm a one-man pride parade. Other days I'm like, God <laughs> oh damn it, damn I have to be it. gay today. <laughs> People expect me to have gay opinions on things, and sometimes I just don't have an opinion on it, you know? Sometimes, sometimes I just, just don't like, have any opinions. I don't really <laughs> think about it much, you know? Yeah. Kind of no. like this movie. I don't really think about it much. Yeah. I don't really think about it much until... <laughs> just watched it. Until, yeah, yeah, yesterday. I hadn't really thought about this movie much at all until... But we did have a couple people say that we need to revisit it. That's so we true. were like, okay, we yeah. respect y'all, and mm-hmm. we will revisit it. And uh, It seemed like a fun idea, you know? Because, like, we yeah. we had the, uh, the stepfather episode where opinions mm-hmm. have evolved so maybe this yep. would happen and you know not 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 really i'm so sorry it didn't happen. maybe slightly more positive on it but not, uh, a little yeah, bit not, not too much it's goofy at times yeah. and i do appreciate some goof mm-hmm. uh, oh yes but in- inconsistently so you know it, it has moments yeah. of goofery but and the jokes are very kind of hit or miss uh but by the end it's kind of just like thrown most of that goofiness out the window and just became this full-out like melodrama thing yeah it's like it's a little too late for that guys like you know if you wanted it to be serious at the end you could have maybe you know been a little more serious throughout the movie yeah Uh, yeah 
And Jill doesn't really get anything to do in this movie. She's no, kind of just hanging around the whole time. She's always just like, you guys, I was trying to study. Like, that's all she's, yeah. she, she, she says. This girl, God lo- love her, she is putting in the hours with her studying. That is her excuse for yep. everything. Like, can't, <laughs> can't make out with you, Brad Pitt. I got to study. I'm like, said no one ever. This character is very unrelatable. It, it's true. She's... Can't make out with you, pervy Roddy McDowell. <laughs> I, I have to go study. <laughs> She doesn't really rebuff his advances either. She's just no. like, oh, you. This movie's really weird. Like, because Roddy McDowell uh, playing a, a straight man. Yay. You know, representation and stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. And, Diversity, right? Yeah. That's great. <laughs> See, gay actors can play straight. And apparently they could yeah. also play like pervy predatory principals who just are like, hey, young lady, come in here and try on this new cheerleader uniform. Not creepy at all. But still pretty flouncy in his, yeah. like, Roddy McDowell way. Uh, it only works because it's Roddy McDowell. So now it's kind yeah. of hel- hilarious because you're like, it's, it's so... Roddy McDowell. Come on. Oh, it's insane. Just, uh, lots of characters. Oh, and, uh, my yeah. God, the cast of characters in this. Like, for yeah. a film where really there's not much going on, there's a lot going <laughs> on. Yeah, we could maybe uh, cut down on some of this a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, whoa. I think my favorite is the... the assistant slash guidance te- guidance counselor slash teacher oh God, slash whatever nancy great, fish though. right i, I think yes. that's her name she's yes. in like uh exorcist three and sleeping uh-huh. with the enemy she's the woman who gives julia roberts the apple on the bus and is like yes tell me about your problem sweetie i love her oh she's so great it's yeah. just like character actress heaven she gives that great monologue in this about how like <laughs> As teachers, we're trying to like impart our knowledge onto you so that you can live on. So that and like, you can live on with the you know the the teacher mentality or something. Yeah. Like, what what? It's basically like saying that people only have kids to have like versions of themselves yes. running around, which is, which accurate, is probably true. I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. With Mrs. Knocked, which yeah. I love. Her name what is, is Knocked, not, not just knocked. Never knocked. heard that name in my life. Is that no. a person's name? No. Period. And uh, yeah, Brad Brad is interesting in this movie too. Uh, it's yeah. a very proto Brad role. Uh, mm-hmm. He owns the school and uh, thinks he can do whatever the fuck he wants. And uh, yeah, it's probably true. He's yeah, kind of got that s- suave kind of vibe. Yeah. Even here, he had the charisma. You know, I think that's what he counts. Did. He did. So like he yeah. he was a star. But yeah, he doesn't really have that much to do. There there's one scene that I wish was expanded upon where like he's just screwed up the uh, basketball game with the scout and his his Mm -hmm. dad like runs up and is like this abusive like asshole and i would like to know more about that relationship like that was probably the most interesting part in terms of like humanity in the film because like he clearly has this like pushy i don't know what's the version of like stage dad for sports sports dad (laughs) i don't know know. yeah i don't know if there's like a Uh, name (laughs) court dad i don't know (laughs) yeah i don't know um, yeah, like that. That that's what it seems seems like, and I was like, that sounds like a cool dynamic that is not very explored in this film. Yeah, the kind of repressed male bullshit, right? Yeah. Of like you know, you got to be a star, but maybe he doesn't want to play basketball. No. Even maybe he just wants to like have a life and uh, be a better boyfriend to yeah. his girlfriend. You know, he uh, could stand to be a better one. Not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That could have been fleshed out a little bit. Uh, it's 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 almost more just to kind of. Uh, set some you know suspicion towards him and yeah um in the end which like uh, really is there any mystery to the killer in this movie like they don't even try uh, yeah i don't know yeah uh, we'll talk about it just yeah. in case anyone hasn't watched it until we get into the movie but yeah let's see if we have a topic of the week this Do week we? hey Leo, what's up how you doing girl 
They will spin the wheel. Is that the new song? Yeah, sure. Spin the wheel, spin the wheel, spin the wheel, spin the wheel. Okay, well, Le Wheel must be feeling a little ironic because the film we are talking about today is a direct-to-video film. Mm. However, she would like us to talk about some of our favorite theatrical film experiences. She must be missing the theater with all the pandemic bullshittery going on. Who isn't? I think I was just having a conversation about that last night with someone. How how I just – I missed that communal experience, you know, Mm -hmm. going to Mm -hmm. like the opening – night of a horror film you know where like everyone's just so excited there's there's like this rush it's it's there's nothing really like it there's that 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 song from annie that's like let's go to the movies and that's all i always think about that oh the the movie version yeah yeah uh what you got uh well i think the most memorable one for me is uh halloween h2o because Mm -hmm. it was the first showtime of the first day like it was a matinee show yeah. And I went with my mom because it was like 98 and I couldn't get in without her. And yeah. we got in there and it was like surprisingly packed for a matinee. Like I know I, th- I think it came out like in the summer, but mm-hmm. I was still surprised. And people were like screaming and clapping and like just so excited and laughing. And when she decapitates him at the end, people were like bursting into applause and screaming. I was like, I've never seen anything like this in a th- theater before in my life it was so amazing you're lucky your parents actually took you to horror films mine would not so <laughs> it, <laughs> i didn't get to see like any of it, <laughs> it was, yeah it was bad because i just had to tell my mom that that's what all the other like cool kids were doing and i didn't want to be mm. uncool and she's like oh yeah i guess i can take you to that movie okay okay mm. i missed out on like the entire you know 90s late 90s uh, slasher fest there which is sad looking back but oh, oh well. i know uh, i think i saw Final Destination, like the first two of those in theaters at least. Oh, good, uh, good. Because I, I think I went with, like, randomly with my mom to see Final Destination 2, which is like the like the kind of meanest one. It really is. is. Kind of interesting. <laughs> I, I, I don't even remember what she thought of it, but. Um, yeah, I think I saw that with my mom too. I think the only Scream movie I saw in theaters was 4, um, oh, yeah. which was a good experience mm-hmm. at the time uh, overall. I, remember, I made some, like, comment under my breath about, like, Gail and this, this really, like, angry uh heterosexual guy got really upset with his girlfriend he was like how dare you speak during this claimed a classic film and i'm like okay uh it was like one comment dude (laughs) my okay my confession i don't end up usually seeing a lot of horror films in theater mainly because i don't have a ton of friends who are horror fans around here and i don't Mm -hmm. really like going to the movies alone so that's really my kind of thing i just i'm always like I don't. I, I don't know. Especially horror films. I just. I prefer to see it with somebody else if I'm gonna go. It's more I don't fun. know. I just. It's. It's more fun. Yeah. And it, it, things come out on uh, streaming and everything so fast these days. It's like if I don't see yeah. it, I just wait a couple months and then it's like it's gonna be out. But I should support the, the theatrical experience. I know that. And it's like a lot of horror films. I feel like I'm not. It's not like a giant like sci-fi. Like if I don't see it in theaters, I feel like I'm not missing out on a lot. Usually, mm-hmm. if I still watch it on a small screen. But I don't know. I I love it. I love to see anything in the. Mm theater like musical horror com- comedy little ar- art house yeah. film i mean anything yeah. i just think it's it there's just nothing like it you know it, it's that communal experience when like that because the, there, there's nothing better than like when you all just like gasp or laugh together 
And it's like yeah. you've all kind of shared this experience. It just kind of brings you closer to humanity, you know? I love it. Oh, yeah. so fun. Yeah. Especially with a horror film. I love when people talk back to the screen like i know a lot of people hate hate that i love it because that means they're into it i love that oh my god there's nothing better than that oh where they're just like don't go in there are you stupid get in the car bitch i love that oh it's so exciting oh i love it so what other horror films about uh um black swan was i mean it's horror jason but mm-hmm. it was it was i i remember people just being like what the fuck and uh <laughs> still kind of like that uh um I think that's the last thing I saw like multiple times in theaters. In theaters. Like I went yeah, back like yeah. three or four times. I've, I I don't yeah. think I've done that with many, many things, but like everybody wanted to go see it. And I was yeah. like, well, I'll go again. Sure. And, and yeah. like every time was just better and better. Like the first time I was like, what, what, what was, what was that? And then hmm. I went back again, like a few nights later and I was like, that was brilliant. I know you didn't you didn't like Cabin in the Woods, but like I saw it like three times, and every time everyone in the theater was having a blast. So uh, I don't know. It was there was something that tapped into it. Yeah. Maybe it was just like when I went. Like I, th- I think that was a matinee too. So it it was just like yeah. my friend and I, and like maybe ten of the other people in in there. So it was just 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 kind of like eh. yeah. yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was a southern thing. I don't know. Maybe maybe y'all just maybe are not into the cabins in the 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 woods. I don't, I don't know. know. It was it was North Ca- Ca- Carolina. I think they have some. I don't yeah. know. I'm trying to think of what uh, the ring. Oh my god. Oh, that was a good yeah, one. Yeah, you mentioned that. That was yeah, great. Yeah. Like every scare was landing and and people were screaming and like hiding behind their their eyes and grabbing each other. Oh my god, it was it was. Wild. I'm surprised I didn't see that one in theaters because it came out like three days after I turned 13. So mm-hmm. I must have just been like doing something else that I didn't think about at the time. But yeah, I think that's another thing. Like as much as I love horror films, they tend to be very hit or miss for me to the point where I, I don't like wasting money. So if I that makes if sense. I see something to pay it, then I'm like, I just yeah. waste money on seeing this movie. Um, I've so kind of become of that. that way. I mean, I, I used to go see everything like I think from like middle school to high school Maybe even mm-hmm. even into college, I would just go see everything that was horror-ish yeah, that was fine. coming out. And I mean, sometimes I did pay the price, you know, like with stuff like The right. Fog or Boogeyman. Like I even saw right, those. Right. But recently, like in the past ten years, I've I've kind of picked the ones I want to see a little more carefully. There's just there's there's more out there. Like it's yeah. just constantly like we get it on streaming we get it in mm. theaters we get it's hard to keep up on everything um, yeah and we have a couple friends that are like they watch everything and like, I'm well, like good wow. for you but i'm like i'm i just admire a little much them I'm like, so yeah. much i'm like i yeah, used to be I, like you i did but i lost yeah, that somewhere I, I usually wait and see like what what like what did they end up recommending like what are the ones they yeah. love and then maybe i'll go check exactly because you know? they watch everything so and and then yeah. they kind of the 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 cream kind of rises to the top as they say and that's what I tell people. They're like, you know, I, I, how do I get into horror when there's just so much of it? I'm like, well, find people that like kind of have similar interests as you yeah. and then just kind of get recommendations from mm-hmm. them and start with that and go from there. I think that's a good kind of starting point. Uh, Scream 3 mm-hmm. was actually a really good experience because that's when we I thought it was going to be the more last fun. one. Yeah, so I bet like, that would be more fun in theaters because it's so like just silly and yeah. you know, Parker Posey and everything. I, I like I don't really like the movie, but like it, it's fun. You know, I, I could see was, it being a good time. In I theaters. think it was a good time. I remember I think yeah. the biggest scare was the Sid's mom dream scene. That was the one where like yeah. everyone was like, Wah! and I do think it got a, a lot of laughs, but there was just an energy in the room because like everyone was like, OK, they're going to end this. Right. And yeah. so it, it felt like an event. And mm-hmm. I remember like when Sydney gets shot at the end 
like we all were like oh no she's dead like we really thought yeah. like she was gonna not come back um and then yeah. she did and everyone was so excited i think if scream 5 performs well i think we will get some kind of lighter stuff but we'll see that'd be nice or i guess they're just calling it just calling it scream so we'll yeah, see yeah i know people laughed a lot in the ring too <laughs> oh yeah i i did see the ring two in theaters yes i remember uh it the, was the, going, not my fucking mommy thing okay, yeah that was uh, until the deer yeah. and then all of a sudden yeah. it became a laugh riot I'm, God, um, happy death day ones? was Th- that that, yeah. that was fun yeah like the ones that have stuck with me are actually usually more non-horror stuff but yeah like I, bridesmaids was huge oh my bridesmaids God. was a blast which just turned 10 years old yeah y'all, which is fucking crazy yeah i saw that like three times in theaters and every time was just like people were yeah. dying oh my god it was insanity absolute ins- i've, I've yeah. never heard an audience laugh that hard except maybe in rat race rat race had a huge mm. response i remember because it, mm. it, it, it it was a sneak preview before it came out yeah. and like we didn't really know what it was and everyone was just di- like i i oh my god that feels like one that, sh- that should be seen in a theater like i watched mm. it alone and i was like okay this is kind of cute like recently but yeah. i think if i had seen it, it in a theater well. it would be more yeah I saw an anniversary showing of Back to the Future like, oh, yeah. at one point in like a small little independent theater, which is like the best way to see anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now it's closed because everything is well, yeah, whatever. Uh, but yeah, that was a blast. It was every, it was just that interactive experience. Mm-hmm. Like I said, people like talking to the screen, yeah. and it was just it was a blast. Oh uh, god, yeah, I did. I um, didn't even think about like those like revival sc- screenings. Um, there was one that yeah, we watched yeah. in College of Pieces, and like no one had like seen uh, it. Yeah, and yeah. um. And oh my God, people were dying, like rolling on the floors with laughter, like just not uh-huh. be- believing what they were seeing. It was uh, yeah. And we also had a screening of the movie Twilight, like a few weeks before it was to be re- released, <laughs> and it turned into a comedy. Like everyone was laughing and like ta- talking to the screen. It was like Rocky Horror. Easy A, I remember being really fun. Yeah, it was a fun. People one. having a good time. Uh... Uh, I mean Titanic, of course. Oh, Titanic you know, was uh, an adventure. That was the... Oh yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was the movie I took some friends to. I guess I was in mm-hmm. either was it like first or second grade when that came out. I can't remember. Um, and mm-hmm. this kid licked a red hot during the nude scene and flicked it mm-hmm. at the screen, and it landed on Kate Winslet's boob. Oh no! So yeah, that <laughs> that was unfortunate. Even like the bad encounters, like I remember some where yeah. I, I would go to a movie. You usually like one of those like PG thirteen horror horror films from like two thousand five to I don't mm-hmm. know like two thousand ten, and yeah. there would always be like a gaggle of teens that would just be yeah. like laying in the aisles or like running up and down the aisles for the entire movie or like spilling their mm-hmm. popcorn and stuff or talking on the phone, and it's like it was annoying. But it's at the point now where I, I'm like, I kind of miss it. <laughs> I know, nostalgia. It's uh, <laughs> Life was simpler at the time, yes. you know. You just uh, you just go see a movie and uh, uh, all your problems go away, you know. It's, yeah. uh, I get to travel, go like see a, a movie. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> now it's like some of my troubles go away, but the other ones are still kind of railing around there as I'm trying to focus on the movie. But mm. Yeah, it depends um, on what I'm watching you know it's, yeah sometimes it'll take you away sometimes yeah. it just takes you like across the street or something you know? away, not to a far off away, land love 
devotion. <laughs> Sorry, we're promoting pure moods today, folks. Currently on one compact disc or two audio cassettes. Yes. As please, seen on uh, TV. <laughs> send your direct money orders in now. To That commercial lived up to the hype because when I finally did. got it, it was mm-hmm. the best compilation of all time. It was. It was, it was really just a... What a heady time to be alive, oh, everyone. It was uh, deep in thought, and Enya was the, you know, the queen, and it was just... You know, I think we should bring time. back Pure Moods. I think we could use a Pure Moods too. I think it's it's what the world needs now. It's not I love, so. it's Pure it's, Moods uh, too. It's, it's Pure Moods, yeah. uh, or five, or however many they released at were the time. Were there but multiples? Yeah, it, I didn't know. Uh, there, were, there were multiple ones, but yeah. Uh, I had all the pure <laughs> stuff, like pure funk, pure disco. Pure funk, I was yeah, very pure yeah. in those days. <laughs> not so pure anymore are not you? anymore because they stopped making them it took my virtue that's how that, that's yes. what happened it took it now your cherry has been popped without your pure when they stopped making those i said i'm a bad girl now mama and i just i, I went crazy got all britney murphy up in this develop a foot fetish and I was like, suck my toes suck my toes <laughs> terrifying Oh, R.I.P. Brittany. I know. Oh, the 90s once again. Oh, man. See, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I think Pure Moods relaxed us all. Pure disco and pure funk got us to dance again, you know, and, like, just move our mm-hmm. bodies. And, yeah. and what do we have now like like that? Nothing. It's like, well, here's a relaxation channel on YouTube. I'm like, what's that going to do? I need some Pure Moods. Here's an ASRM yeah. thing of someone just, like, talking at you for, You're like, going to 30 minutes. <laughs> Are you tired? You're going to die in your sleep, but it's going to be really, really calm. Yeah, that could be a sequel to The Ring. It's like a- mm. ASMR now. It's like seven ASMR. days. ASMR. I always get those letters flipped. Seven yeah, seven days. Yeah, like we oh, could, we could, we could make those. That? that could be one of our Patreon special <gasps> we could. features. Like we will be calming you to sleep at night. Are you watching Doctor Butcher, MD? <laughs> Why are you a bad boy? Oh my God, like that would be so funny. A nighttime radio host. Yeah. Thanks for calling in, caller. Girls, girls, girls. One eight hundred girls. Now back to USA Up All Night presents Hellraiser Three. Like <laughs> you've reached Homos and Haunted Hill after hours. Mm. Have mm. a special adult request for us. <laughs> we'll be talking about Poison Ivy Four. <laughs> Make sure your parents know before you call them. <laughs> Some fees, maybe. <laughs> oh no, I've lost myself. <laughs> Accessories sold separately. Batteries not included. I used to like it when they were uh, included. They rarely were, though. They rarely were. <laughs> mm. Not with Turbo Man, that's for sure. Turbo Man. That was a good experience in the theater. Jingle all the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People were into that movie. Well, that's a good little list. You know, as always, folks, let us know some of your favorite theatrical experiences. Oh, Jurassic Park. That was a fun (gasps) one. Oh, that was fun. Intense. I had to sit in the front row just because I wanted to. I didn't have to. And it was the the raptors would come out. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I learned my lesson about sitting sitting in the front front row because, like, I think I I saw it in the front row for Twister. And I was like, this is way too intense. The sound is so like vol- volcanic and i think i'm gonna explode it was like it was crazy 
Now as an adult, it's like, it's just ruining my neck, and I'm not yeah. going to do it. I'm not going to sit there. I'm like, what is this, a planetarium? I'm like, fuck this. God, I get so mad. My sciatica. I knew yeah. we should have parked in, in the back row, but no, you had to go find a front spot for 15 minutes, and now we have to sit in the front. Like, it's usually what I it told now. you to take the Emerson exit. Why did you go all the way down to... <laughs> Mills. We could have had those top seats, but no, you had to get an extra ah. butter on your popcorn, even though the doctor said you can't do it, Marty. You can't do it. Where's my Butterfinger bites? <laughs> those are always my favorite. What were your favorite? Those were the best. Yeah. I love those in those like, are the best. The Butterfinger bites. Yeah. Those were good. Mm. I used to love mm-hmm. those. Mm. Um, and uh, God damn it! Now I want to go to the movies. I know, yeah. and just like get a big bucket of popcorn and mm. oh my god, like huge Coke. Like that's the only time I yes. would drink a Coke now is at the movies. I like a huge ass yeah. Coke. Oh, so yeah, fun. I stopped drinking pop. But if somebody brings in a huge Coke, I might just have to I sip know. it all down. You know? I have to do mm. it. Okay, we're talking about a movie today. Apparently. Probably, I don't, I don't know. It, it's, it's it's about people that cut class. You shouldn't. That's yes. the moral of the film. Really, that is I, really it, it is you know expounded upon at the end of the film yes. where we are told that you should not be cutting class. Martin Mole came out of his red roof inn and it told us. Martin Mull, yes, uh, famed actor, Clue yes. and Sabrina and uh, uh, Roseanne. Yeah, yes, it's true. Uh, yeah, well, all right. Well, he here we are. In... I don't know, but it, it's fun. It, yeah, he, every scene he has is like separate from everyone else. So I don't think he was even on set with them at the same time. They were just they just filmed it, and <laughs> I think he just like wandered on one day, and they were like, you know, the actor that uh, was going to play the dad like dropped out. So, uh, yeah. could you just like fill in? He's like, well, I was gonna yeah. I was gonna get lunch, but I guess I could do this too. Okay. I guess if you can shoot all my scenes separate from everyone else because we've already, you know, shot it. Maybe, yeah, maybe the guy just, like, pulled out last minute. Yeah. They need someone to fill in. It could be. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, here we are in uh, 1989, which is uh, <clears throat> not a great time for horror. No. Uh, you know, it's uh, the slasher heyday has mostly passed, and now we're getting a lot of these sequels that are not particularly great, like Jason Takes Manhattan. Shut and, your uh, mouth. <laughs> that is a masterpiece. I mean, it's one of my least favorite, but it's 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 something. Yeah, uh, Revenge of Michael Myers is also one of my least favorites. Oh dear, uh, yeah. Uh, the Dream Child, which is okay, it has some yeah. in- interesting kills, Creativity. but not one of the strongest entries. It's yeah. kind of just Rosemary's Baby, but like weird. It was a bit rushed, uh, you know. Like that's yeah. what ha- yeah. happens when you rush these sequels into production. Okay, y'all, like don't yeah. rush it. Yeah. You don't have to have one out exactly a year after the first one. You know, just yeah. take your time. We'll wait. It's true. It, it just seemed like they were kind of running on fumes with most of the slashers mm-hmm. at this point. And uh, Sleepaway Camp 3, which is okay, I guess. Yeah, um, it's it's it's, uh, it's watchable. Really, the only slasher I like from that year quite a bit was Intruder, which I don't... Did that even get a theatrical release? No, I think it was, limited. I think it was uh, I mean, it, straight it, to video, I think. direct to video, yeah. yeah. But yeah, the biggest box office success that year, I think, was Pet Cemetery, which kind of shows that they were kind of moving away from the yeah. slashers toward more of the thrillers for a couple years there in the early 90s yeah maybe um, pet cemetery really started that whole like y- i think so and peril thing yeah and then the the slashers kind of disappeared for a couple years for the most part and they were mm-hmm. still you know direct video stuff but then scream came along of course and we got the whole round of slashers there but this this one i guess was one of the kind of last mm-hmm. in that era of the late 90s the late 80s anyway Definitely. um um, but it was, like we said, it was direct-to-video. It, it shot pretty well for a direct-to-video film. Like, yeah. as I was watching this, I was like, this looks like some of the like, theatrical ones that I'd I seen. I was really era, surprised. So. Like, maybe I just, yeah. I've never seen it in HD before. Like, it's always been like. That could be it, yeah. I think even the DVD was like, I, I don't even think it was in widescreen. I think it was like a v- mm. VHS rip. So it was like. Eh. It looks pretty good in HD. We it were does. talking about it looks kind of like Heather's-esque. It um, it's got like the same look kind of, to it. Yeah. 
yeah, the the fashions are, vibes are kind of similar in the mm-hmm. suburbia. Um, there's some weird fashion choices in this movie, though. I mean, oh, what like Lord. Brad Pitt's like horizontal and vertical striped <laughs> two layers of shirts. Like one of them's blue and white, the other one's like red and black or something. Like what? What? It's just I can't look at this for too long. My eyes don't like it. What a playful yeah. little fella he is. Directed by Rospo Pallenberg, who had worked on Excalibur, and uh, he did some uncredited work on Exorcist 2 and Deliverance, so there's oh. some cred for you, I guess. Uh, so I, I guess, guess he worked Exorcist a lot with is... John Borman then, because those I guess were all so, yeah. directed by him. So Yeah, I guess he, he oh. must have had a close relationship with him. But how close? Were they lovers? Did they, <laughs> were they lovers? repair cars together? Hmm. <laughs> there's some homoeroticism in this movie, for sure. forgot yeah. about that scene completely. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, it's kind of a Leopold and Loeb vibe in yeah. this movie. Of like, it seems like they're kind of in this together, and they, you know, they, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll get to it. But um, written by Steve Slavkin, who is mainly known as one of the creators of Salute Your Shorts. Oh my which god! Is interesting. Wasn't he just on that uh, Orange Years documentary? I think he was. I oh think my they god! Him. Yeah. Wow. Which is a fun documentary. Oh, it's so uh, good. Folks, Y'all should all check it out. Go check it out. It kind of um, makes sense now. Yeah. It kind of like, especially the parts with Martin Mull. Now I'm like, I, for some reason I could see that happening on salute your shorts. I me too. <laughs> yeah. Just this goofy, quirky character popping in just to get shot with an arrow. And but then he's still, he's still just alive. alive and walking around randomly. And people think he's a bullfrog just <laughs> crowing. And like what? And okay. they're literally stepping on his corpse and like no yeah. one seems to know. How did he not just bleed out is what I want to know. I don't know. This movie uh, but is magical in that way. Uh, music here by Jill Frazier, who I, I, is not a name that I recognize, but uh, good for having a female horror composer because I feel like cool. I almost never see that in horror movies. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. So that's good. Yeah, Brad Pitt's first major role here. I don't know if he did anything before this. Maybe something smaller, but this was his first uh, featured role. Um, joined by Scream Queen Jill Sholin, right? I love Jill. From a chiller and popcorn and when a stranger calls back. Oh, and the I guess uh, she didn't really want to do this. The Phantom yeah, of the Opera with Robert. The Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Uh, apparently, she didn't really want to do this movie, but they convinced her because uh, Pallenberg was kind of this up and coming director at the time, I guess. Uh, so uh, I'm glad she did. I guess even though she doesn't really get anything to do, but she she's there. Yeah, it's not like the best role, really. I mean, no. she's had much better parts. And she was engaged to Brad Pitt for eight months in 1989. I remember uh, hearing that. Yeah. Yeah, though they did not wow. get married, obviously, but they were engaged. And who else is in this? Uh, Donovan Leach from uh, The Blob. The Blob, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Roddy McDowell, we said, from, of course, Planet, Planet of the Apes and Poseidon Adventure and Bright Knight and Shockma. And everything. He's got lots of everything. Oh yeah, and that's just the horror stuff. Yeah, he's he's been in a ton of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Released direct-to-video on July 17th, 1989 by Republic Pictures. Critic reviews since then, obviously uh, pretty negative, uh, but 25% on Rotten Tomatoes, not awful. Uh, film Threat said it was good campy fun with some of the dumbest scenes you can grab from a slasher of this decade, which mm. I'll agree with that yeah, for so. the most part. Yeah. It's got some campy fun, I guess. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's, uh, like we said, shot pretty well. It's, I, I think the first half is okay. Um. I always struggle with films like that because it's like yeah. if I have fun with the first half, but then I really don't like the second half, like what do I – I can't really recommend it, and I kind of want to recommend it, yeah. but I can't. You know, it's a kind of uh, – I always hate that. It's yeah. just a tonally – yeah, tonally weird movie. I don't I don't know what's – I would agree it. with that, yeah. It, th- there's some scenes that are all right, and then it just sort of – but it just doesn't work as a yeah. whole. 
yeah, to get to the point where the characters just kind of feel like they're going through the motions yeah. and like, I have to go to this because reasons and we need to go over here because <laughs> reasons. And it's like, well, if you're going to do this, like, why not just give us like some more like character development things where they're just like talking to each other. I'd be fine with that. Yeah. And like, like getting to know each other and like, who is this new character who's come out of nowhere and um, this mystery guy. And if you're going to make it like, if you're going to make us not suspect him, like give us more development with him and right. make him like talk to the, um, um, Paula a little bit and get to know her a little bit, but hey, hey, Paula, we want to know hey, you. <laughs> but I, I like her in her introduction. I like her introduction in the movie. Yeah, where she's like tiptoeing out in the in the morning, in the morn with her um yes. her shirt like pulled down because she doesn't want to get cold. I'm like, just mm-hmm. put on some sweatpants, Paula, like the rest of us. So difficult about that, girl. Come on now. It's not that it's not that hard. Yeah. It's a yeah, it's it's got a nice kind of a um 80s suburb setting, you know, in yeah. this uh in a kind of fun new wave soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Brad Pitt is, you know, he's cute in the movie oh, yeah. and yeah. Uh, so there's perfectly uh, cute. The other guy's just a little too creepy and uh <laughs> Yeah, and then I don't know. I don't like when he does that like Yankee Doodle Dandy thing at the end. Like yeah. where what is that? where did that line come from? Why is he so patriotic? Like, yeah, what? I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. I don't know. Uh, the teachers in this are very interesting. Uh, like, they they're kind of more interesting than the protagonists at times. I agree. I feel like. Yeah. Uh, like, I like the the chemistry one is like this Glenn Shaddix wannabe. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> He's like, this is what happens when you put water and sodium together, kids. Whoa, explosion. Yeah, yeah. And then the math one is just so overdramatic about everything. Yeah. He's like, get out of my class! And uh, at one point, is that and, like the uh, first? scene with him too or, or that might be the s- second scene yeah and of course we talked about the the guidance counselor or whatever the hell she is i think I she's vice uh, principal i think is she vice principal i, think okay, that's I guess that said. makes sense yeah i guess that makes sense uh and she's um, a hoot and a half she is a hoot and a half i i she's the best of the faculty and like um, even well, the, uh, McDowell, yeah. the art teacher yeah. like he's kind of weird at at first too mm-hmm. because jill is going to be like the model and for, for for some reason brad pitt's like jealous and he's like, you like boys, don't you? And mm-hmm. he like looks Jill up, up, up and down and is like, no, it's so gross. <laughs> I'm like, that's nasty. Why is everyone trying to fuck Jill in this movie? I know. I don't... They should just ca- call it everyone wa- wants to fuck Jill. Sometimes I feel like Dwight was like the inspiration for Wes Bentley's character in American Beauty. I'm like, he's just like standing there. He, if he had a video yeah. camera, it would totally be him. He's one camcorder and a paper bag away from, uh, no, plastic bag away from. American Beauty, and a and a cry scene, you know. Yeah, it. He's just uh, like go away, dude. Like he's frightening. Yeah, he is. He, he's he's always like peering out of like windows and stalking everybody or through water tanks. The fucking uh, water cooler scene. How is he behind cool, that yeah. thing? How? I, I don't understand. What no, lo- I, lo- I, logistically is he actually in, yeah. in like a hole in the wall behind it? What's how? Yeah, I don't get true. it. And then like that one girl like gets a cup of water from it and doesn't see him. I mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is a supernatural film, isn't it? I don't understand. It is. It is. Oh, maybe he's just a ghost. Maybe, maybe that's the yeah. We, we, we brought we brought back ghosts for this yeah, month. Surprise, ghost. Surprise, girl with yeah, ghosts. I, I, I don't really know what's going on with him, but uh, I don't either. Yeah. He just like wears all um, black, like he's like JD from Het. Heather's maybe that's why I get a Heather's vibe mm-hmm. too. I don't know. But. Yeah, the, yeah. There's a little bit of that in here for sure. It's it's interesting that like 
Heathers, even though it's a dark comedy, feels almost darker than this movie, which is a slasher. Yeah. Like, you know, I do find that weird. I don't know what that is. It's uh, I think it's all, all about tone. I, I feel like I so. Heathers has something to say, but yeah. I don't know what Cutting Class has to say, really. It's like there's a few yeah, things it seems like it's trying to say. Like It seems like it's going to be kind of a satire on like uh, the relationship between teachers and students and... Uh, mm-hmm. children and adults and like stuff like that but it doesn't really go far enough to yeah really make a point and heather's it's a little bit darker in the sense that it deals with like teen suicide yeah. which is I, I, this just deals with teen murder <laughs> i know that, that's what i'm trying to like put my finger on like i i, I guess that it's uh I, there's there's something kind of darker to the idea of just someone like taking their own life mm-hmm. but also it's just like you said tonally like we had seen so many campy slashers by then. It was like, yeah. okay, I've seen this. Whereas Heather does, Heather's does take things a little more seriously. It's a better story. You know, it just has a, yeah. it, it has more yeah. meat on the bones. The characters are better defined. They have better goals yeah. and dreams and ev- yeah. everything like that. Whereas this is like, Paula just wants to study and uh, can't really choose between two guys that are both pretty bad for her. So it's like, yeah, who, who really is it. Paula? I don't. I don't know. Who is Paula? Who are you know? Who's who's Dwight? Besides just this temper tantrum, you know, a jock. I don't. Yeah, it's like you don't really get to know anybody. Okay, but yeah, let's. I don't know. Go through it a bit anyway. Well, yeah. So there's Paula. She wakes up in the morning yeah. and on her suburban street and goes to get the newspaper her, paper and with her Saved by the Bell theme playing. Right? Yes. Oh, when yeah. I wake up in oh the morning, da, 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 da. <laughs> and uh, she gets the paper and we see that. Um, the headline reads like like uh, son of murder victim is released from mental hospital or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And then her father, Martin Mole, is like, I'm going to go for a, a trip in the country and go fishing and stuff. And he leaves and uh, and goes off into the country. And there's like a scene at like a country store where he like gets bait and stuff it doesn't really need to be there yeah. and uh and he goes out and is tr- trying to fish and stuff and uh no he's not gonna fish he's he's gonna do he's what the hell is he doing he's like shooting birds or something i don't know yeah shooting something uh, dumb yeah yeah quail i don't he's know what's he doing the, he's got the rifle yeah, yeah I don't shooting know. something yeah i just made up the whole film in my mind i don't know um I, yeah, <laughs> And then this obvious teenage voice is is like, hey, Mr. District Attorney. And he turns around and he's shot with a bow and arrow. And they're like, okay, well, the killer's obviously a teenager, so that's going to narrow it down a bit. And you just assume that Martin Mole is dead now yeah. because he, he appears to be dead. He you know? ap- appears to be dead. In a normal film, this character would, would be dead. He'd be the opening yeah. kill scene and we'd be done with him. Mm-hmm. And we might find yeah. his body later on, you know. And yeah. uh, so we just kind of get used to that and then we realize that paula is dating this guy named dwight who has a problem with speed um and by speed i'm i mean his his car because he's always speeding and trying to hit little he's got boys a need on bikes. for speed it's yes. ridiculous shocking shocking as a parent of a dog i am offended i'm gonna write a letter <laughs> to this movie write a letter child endangerment my inner siskel's coming out so it's implied that they have this relationship and it's it's sort of not really going well. She wants his ring for some reason because it's like a sign of commitment and shit. Mm-hmm. But he just kind of wants to like do her and like just drink beer and stuff and buy her hot dogs and stuff. There's like a whole yeah, s- there's a, a whole scene about basically who's 
Wiener Paula wants Dwight yeah, it's not or subtle, right? <laughs> uh, whatever his name is, Creeper McCreeper. What what's his name again? Uh, Will Benson. Uh, <laughs> what was his name? Brian. Brian, sure. Brian. Yeah, his yeah. name would be Brian. Brian. Yeah, okay, Brian. Brian Woods. Yeah, there Bri- we go. Brian, Brian yeah. Woods. Yeah. The famous Brian Woods, yes. And <laughs> so he, Brian Woods is this kid who was released from the mental hospital, I guess, a few days ago. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it was a few weeks ago, a few months ago. Who can tell? And people are being mean to him because he apparently, like, killed his dad and went crazy yeah. and has elec- electroshock. And so Brad Pitt, for some reason, like, wants to get this key that Paula has for being – a cheerleader? I don't know why she has the keys to people's f- files at the school. But the she's an principal assistant does. or something. Yeah. I think she's like an administrative assistant. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And yeah. so she has this key to these files and and he's like let's break break into the school and find the file on Brian and make copies for everyone and humiliate him for some reason. Like it's really rude. I don't know why he wants to do this. Mm-hmm. And then there's also like there's a custodian. Can we discuss the custodian? What's his story? This, he's he's just so I don't know, gross. He's really and, uh, angry d- about everything. He's like, "Don't yeah. put your shoes on my newly waxed gym floor, you pig." And he doesn't but like he doesn't want to get involved in, like near the no. end when he just finds them at the whatever but he just kind of stands there and he's like oh uh he's like well, is this a, is this the murder shop or something like does, yeah, does what, he have what some like this? weird line like yeah it's a what what is this survival class, <laughs> survival class. no sir it's cutting class survival yes. class is shooting next door that stars shannon tweed now, you might want to go there I, I like that when I was looking for trivia for this movie on IMDb. They were like, did you know the movie is actually a double meaning? Cutting class and cutting class. <laughs> I'm like, actually, I did know that. No, I'm learning so many new things today, Kevin. What? God, they are just so helpful and insightful so on clever. IMDb. So clever. I mean, what what would we do without them, really? What would we do? I don't do? know what. <laughs> I would never know these things. And it's like, uh. so Brian keeps like stalking Paula, like at school, mm-hmm. in the car when she's with Dwight, at her house he's just like peering behind trees, under mailboxes. Yeah, and, you know, it's like I, what's it's... happening behind the water cooler. Yeah. It's very odd. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And eventually they do print out all these flyers and share them at school. And this one girl, I don't know her name. It's is it Colleen, we'll the Colleen. redhead girl? Yeah, and like she stands up in class and does this stupid like electric shock thing to make fun of Brian and everyone laughs and the math teacher's all like you two need to go to the principal's office and this kind of starts like this bonding process between Brian and Dwight and apparently they used to be friends way back when ah yes they used to be friends and uh or possibly more well Uh, there's a scene where they're in shop class and yeah. they're under the same car trying to repair it. And they're like, hey, remember when we used to do this as kids? And and like and there's a line, I think I want to say Brian says that that that's like, yeah, remember when you put certain parts in and then like mm-hmm. you didn't put them in again. And then Dwight's like, hey, we were just fooling around. And I'm like, wait. Is he talking about a part of a car or his dick? I don't understand. Like, mm-hmm. were they fucking? Yeah, what they're, they're really, they're really close to each other under yeah. that car. And uh, a little grease light. Yeah, I definitely get some. There. 
like I said, Leopold and Loeb kind of vibes here. Mm-hmm. And like, did they intentionally do this to the car? Yeah. Both of them? And uh, could did they, they both enjoy it? Both and, be uh, the killers? <gasps> they could be. Is it a twofer? Is it a Billy and Stu thing? Maybe. It could be. It could be. But Ooh, we'll see. We'll have to we'll find see. out. Because someone's killing not just Martin Mole, but other people. Like the Yeah, a couple people have teacher. died at this point, right? Yeah, like the they stick teacher. the art teacher in a kiln. The Two teenagers under the bleachers. Colleen and her dude are killed yeah. somehow. We don't really see. I think the guy gets his throat slashed, but she's killed off screen. Yeah, we don't really see it. But uh, the janitor does find a big pile of blood mixed in with popcorn and Pepsi. But he doesn't tell I anybody. Swear he, he, no, yeah, that would be too easy, right? Yeah. Uh, I swear he's about to like lick the blood off of it or it something. I'm like, like, what was. is happening right here? Yeah, I was like, yeah. he might as well have just committed and just licked it. Yeah. I mean, really. There was one line I wrote down that was kind of funny. They were talking about how, just uh, how crazy Brian might be or whatever. And somebody's like, they give him 75 watts of uh, electricity. <laughs> is that all? Like, my stereo has more than yeah. that. <laughs> It's kind of a fun line. And yeah, people just keep dying. They uh they kill yeah. the um uh the vice principal somehow. They like hit yeah, her head on the she... Xerox machine. After she gives him the whole spiel about, you know, being a fine upstanding citizen and mm-hmm. blah 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 and he's just like, I'd rather suck donkey dick and blah That's blah right. blah blah Yeah. And then Brian and Dwight meet each other in the bathroom after the murder and Mm-hmm. Dwight sees that Brian's washing blood off of his hands, and he's like, "What's going on?" And then he discovers the corpse of the vice principal, and he's like, "It was him. He did it." And now everyone thinks Brian's the killer. No, it's your fault. Yeah, it's your fault. You're responsible. You're the one to blame. It's your fault. No, it wasn't mine at all. Then everyone's like, "Yeah, this kid should be like take taken out." And you're like, "Is this gonna be?" A commentary on how we treat the men- mentally ill once they're released from the hospitals. And you think, oh, it not is so like a Psycho 2 kind of a thing. And he's not really yeah. to blame and it's someone else. But no, yeah. no, not not really. No, because... Uh, not so much. It's uh... Because then, like, he tries to get Paula on his side. And he's like, no, it was actually Dwight. Because look at this picture that I found from the Xerox murder. And you can see that his ring the ring that paula has been obsessed with for some stupid reason we finally find out why it's so that this moment works when they see the ring on the picture and she's like oh my god it's dwight oh no see i wish they would have kind of gone in this direction because mm-hmm. yeah like you said i think there would have been some interesting things with the the mental health stuff and yeah. also it would have been kind of blood rage-esque in yeah. terms of like you know uh, you're not it, sure who the somebody getting is. out of yeah, you're not sure who the killer is, and then the guy who gets gets out of the mental institution is the one who's innocent, and yeah. the guy who's you know it's something it, that triggers the the guy who used to know. You know what I mean? I I, can't, I, I, can't I would have liked that. Yeah. yeah, no, I know yeah. exactly I what what you mean. It's just this sort of idea yeah. of this person who like no no one can trust because once they went crazy apparently and have been in mm-hmm. an asylum, so yeah. someone else is actually doing the murders but trying to pin, pin yeah. it on them. I like that aspect but and dwight and dwight and brian knew each other in the past yeah. just like terry and todd but yeah they did not go that route they alas. did not and instead we get a scene of the class taking a trip to the wetlands where martin mole is still alive and at this point it's been a few <laughs> days and he's still alive in the yeah. same spot where he was shot i think the arrow is yeah. still in him and people are mm-hmm. just like st- stepping on him and and he's like help and they're like 
that is the sound of a of a horny toad or something. I don't know. Bullfrog, like yeah. Bullfrog and heat or something. I don't know. And yeah. it's like, what is what are they going for here? Like, is this supposed to be funny? Because yeah. why is he still alive? That doesn't make sense. And then he shows up again, like towards the end, just like wandering on the road. And it's like, why couldn't you just kill him? There's a scene where they like somehow they get a hold of Brian's records or something yeah. and they end up reading it on stage and yeah. like, they're treating it like this, like Shakespeare. And I'm like, what's going on? Yeah, it here? looks like it's like rehearsing for a play. I'm like, well, what is yeah, this? Yeah, to be or not to be. Eaton yeah. Dwight. Like, so weird. All right. And then like Dwight is in detention with like the gym coach because he like told him to fuck off and stuff. And then the gym coach is killed on the tra- trampoline with like a flag that goes up there. It's kind of fun. That's a weird death. It's yeah, a very odd a, death. It's like, how did they get it yeah. up there without him noticing? And like, what? It's it's a uh, yeah. It's how did odd. they get him to like fall over and yeah. like land on his stomach like that? But exactly. It, I thought it was just gonna go like through his foot, but no, it goes through like his side because he falls over. Yeah, it's like, well, that was good timing. And then like, there's a big finale where they go to the school. Like she runs to the math teacher, right? And he like take takes her and is like, "This is no place for a pretty girl like you," or something. It's weird. Mm-hmm. And the, at some point, he turns on the speakers and starts playing like '80s new wave just yeah. to set the scene. And uh, it, uh, yeah, because uh, like she discovers that, that yeah. um, Brian is the killer, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so she mm-hmm. runs away. And then she she's in the room with this with this math teacher, and Brian's somehow gotten into the school and put a math problem on the board and. Mm-hmm. they have to pick which door to exit out of one or two yeah an evil math problem yeah uh, you don't see that every so i guess day. brian i guess brian was good at math when he was you know in school or something which it tells right away it's not dwight because dwight does not seem like a very no uh, math oriented he didn't pay attention person. in science class when he learned what no. sodium looked like no because he tries to use that l- later on brian does. and it doesn't work he seems like he's good at basketball, and that's about it. Yeah, uh, that's he was relying on that scholarship, but he had that big break breakdown at the game, and uh, yeah, he his dad like got all pissed at him. Punches so. a dude, like he's just like punching yeah. this dude, like he's it's, got it's some anger issues. So the math teacher figures out this problem, and then is like, "I knew it was door number one." So he goes out door number one, and he's like, "Everything's fine." And then Brian comes out with mm-hmm. an axe and like hits him in the face, and mm-hmm. there's like a big chase, and. Dwight shows back up and they do that thing I just talked about with like the sodium in the water. They think like if they wet the floor and then throw this big piece of sodium at the floor, when he walks in, he's going to like explode or something, but he gets like a rock instead and it just doesn't work. Yeah. And he gets one of the most like pretentious killer monologues. Oh, it's so annoying. Or he's just, he thinks he's like the center of the universe. Yeah. I don't even know what the fuck he's talking about like there's either. planets and blah 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 and uh it wasn't as prestigious as being a doctor or murder or a whatever but the hours were better so i, I like, decided I to be a murderer get this yeah that's when it kind of loses yeah. me a little bit more yeah. i'm like what is this monologue what what are his motives like and uh, does he live with anyone i don't yeah do, we never killed his find dad out like who he's staying with and yeah so there's just like a big chase and it, it ends up in the uh the shop Mm-hmm. And there's like all these like buzz saws and like vices and like little like weird things and um, it's a cool little it's like, kind of setting anyway. Yeah. Like whoever did the uh, 
scouting for this movie did a pretty good job just finding like the setting for everything and uh, like our shop class did not look like that i will tell you but oh, yeah. it's still it, that looks like the last scene from terminator 2 or something <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and then like he almost kills dwight and then somehow mm-hmm. paula like talks him down and is like trying to pretend like she's gonna like be with him he gives Dwight like a chance to kill Paula at one mm-hmm. point too, and he's like, you know, you could be a killer too, and you could join me. So again, the kind of Leopold and Lope thing, yeah. like maybe you could stay with me, and we could be lovers if you would kill Paula now. Yeah. But he's like, I don't want to do that. So, I mean, whatever happened to just an old-fashioned threesome? You know, like I feel yeah, like most just, of the problems in this film could be solved if they just all fucked. Yeah, they, like if they were gonna go this route, at least they should have made it seemed like Dwight was kind of tempted. Mm-hmm. I, at least I would have been kind of interested in that. Like, yeah. if he was like, oh, okay. Like, or at least, or pretend to like want a killer to yeah, like distract yeah. him or something like something like that. But it's just so like, I don't know. The scene, the scene goes by so quickly. It and does. I just, I, I don't, I don't know. But then like Paula, like sort of seduces him a bit and then like yeah. impales him on like a buzzsaw, right? A buzz, yeah, back? she hits him with a hammer first in yeah. the head and then pushes him in, into the buzzsaw. Yeah, and she has some is... line too, like that's, yeah, that I was a bit ridiculous. Which, that was yeah. like, now I have self-respect or something. I don't know. Yeah. It was something I almost wrote it lines. down, but yeah. it wasn't quite good enough. To yeah, down, I was so like, I this doesn't deserve down. a mention. <laughs> no. This isn't one of the finer moments of this film. Meanwhile, yeah. Martin Mull is still just roaming around <laughs> town with an arrow. still just roaming with a giant <laughs> bloody gash. Yeah. What the hell? And literally, it's like they pick each other up off the floor and then it just transitions to them in the car. Like, I don't even know if they... if. If they called the cops, I mean, the janitor yeah. saw everything. Who can say? But then they're just, like, driving in, in the car, and then they almost hit Martin Mole coming out of a tree, like, mm-hmm. a fucking forest. That's great. <laughs> they almost hit him. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then he walks up, and he's like, oh, hey, I hope you're not you're cutting, not cutting class. class. <laughs> And then it just freeze frames on Paula's face. And it's like, and it just fades to black. It's like a rock song. I'm like, what is this ending? What What an ending. It's What 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 in the hell? You could have just ended the movie like a scene before. Like, what is this? The longest setup for a joke ever. Like, just because Martin Mull, just the whole movie is just setting up this one joke at the very end. Oh, this movie. I don't know. It's something, all right. I it's, like the uh, ending. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate the gall of the ending, I do yes. Too. <laughs> it's just a lot of half-baked ideas throughout. Yeah, and, they didn't leave them in the they had been... in in the little art kiln long enough. No, no. I, I do like when he gets killed in the kiln and the, the smoke comes out like from Hocus Pocus yeah, and yeah. comes out of it. But a lot of scenes that just don't really add up to a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely not the worst slasher I've seen, but you know, it's not it's not the best. I like some of the goofiness to it. It just doesn't always land. Yeah. I think it actually does kind of fit with our slate for this month because we did yeah. pick mostly kind of goof, goofy slashers, but it it's definitely I would say that on the lower side of, you know, what we picked anyway. Uh There is one scene that is inspired, however, where they're being like chased by the killer and yeah. they run backstage of the auditorium <laughs> and they run into Roddy McDowell who is just <laughs> admiring himself in a mirror wearing like a Victorian wig. It's so funny. And he's just like, Oh, hello. 
and then they just run out. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? Like, what it did the edible so, just kick in? What is this? It seems so ad libbed. Like, maybe he was just doing that, and they were like, let's just film him at this point. Yeah. And add that to the movie. I, he was like, just very you Roddy know, McDowell. I have He's, a collection of Victorian wigs. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> they're like, sure. Great, Roddy. Uh, interesting little curio. That's a Cur- what a wonderful um, word for it. Curio. It was it was worth revisiting just to kind of see how things hold up and uh, it wasn't bad. I mean, I enjoyed it. I a mean, bit. it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's all right. I really, it's just one of those movies I completely blocked for the most part in general. So it was interesting just just to kind of revisit, even if, just to see kind of how things played out. And yeah, but it's not uh, very memorable. Like within not the next memorable. week, I'm gonna be like, did I ever see that movie? Well, do we have some overlooked gems? Um, I'm going to recommend a movie called The Housekeeper. It's also called A Judgment in Stone. It's a movie mm-hmm. that is based on a book. It's about this mm-hmm. wo- woman who doesn't really know how to read or write, and she kills her father, who's kind of abusive, and tries to get this job as a housekeeper at this really rich people's estate. And she makes friends with this sort of loony religious nut in town who's also like the the male person and they become friends and it becomes a really damaging friendship because like she kind of persuades her into trying to kill the rich family. It's very it's very weird and mm. I love it. It's really interesting. I haven't seen this, but it sounds good. It might sounds be like on a... YouTube, I think, maybe. It was once. Cool. Uh somebody mentioned Lisa, so I'm going to mention Ooh. Lisa just because it's super fun, right? It's a good one. Um, you got single mom Catherine played by Cheryl Ladd who forbids her 14-year-old daughter Lisa from dating so frustrated, Lisa and her equally lonely friend take to secretly following attractive men and sneakily learning their numbers and prank calling them, as one does as a teenager, I suppose. Um, it's all in good fun until Lisa phones the handsome Richard, uh, who is D.W. Moffat, and mistakes who mistakes her for a grown woman and forges an emotional connection with her. And uh, But what Lisa doesn't know is that Richard is a stalker himself, and he's very dangerous. It's a kind of a cat and mouse lifetime esque mm-hmm. movie, a little sleazier, which I appreciate. Uh, it's got just a great kind of teen thriller vibe throughout, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know, I dig it. Uh, there's some really funny one-liners. Like at one point, she like yells at her mom, and she's like, "Maybe if you got laid once in a while, you wouldn't be <laughs> such a bitch." <laughs> More of a thriller, but it does go to some kind of horror places mm-hmm. too. So it's a, uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, it's a good one if you're into like stuff like the stepfather and that kind of vibe. I think it has definitely that has that vibe, yeah. Vibe to it. It's yeah. So we got one more film left this month, which That's is right. Nutso. Yeah. Let's see what do you have a what do we have a Patreon shout out? Let's let's do Peter Lavelle. Hey Peter. Hello Peter. How are you? Peter is one of our Cult of Isaac members. Thanks so much for your support, Peter, and uh, for uh, we we have some great conversations on our Patreon every once in a while too, and Peter always adds to that as well so thanks pete uh, as always you can find us on social media at hohh podcast on facebook and inst new no, facebook and twitter i always mix those up <laughs> and on instagram we are on homeless and haunted hill also on letterboxd at hohh podcast uh you can leave us a review on itunes we would love that please be nice uh that's about it uh yeah. you know so uh stay in school i guess or yeah. or not i guess school's about over now but you know, oh yeah uh, do we have any like high school age listeners i'd be surprised but <laughs> I'm interested to know like what the medium age, medium age of our yeah uh, that would be fascinating listeners is uh, I, I bet they're mostly 30s and 40s yeah, but yeah uh, I don't know we might have some 20s yeah. and uh, 
I don't know. Let us late know. Late 20s, maybe. Let us know, listeners. We're, we're curious. Curious. I know we have a couple that are older. So we're taking more, a more survey. More mature, I should say. Lunchtime poll. Yes, we're taking a little survey. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> and help yourself to some coffee and bars. <laughs> Gladys, you taped your shows over again. <laughs> Always goes Can we do time. another Drop the Gorgeous <laughs> episode for July 4th? Okay with that. <laughs> Yeah, like we said, we'll be back next week for our final episode of School's Out Month. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> tune in. I have no clever way of ending this. So. Um, it, I'd I'd rather suck a donkey dick. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever makes you happy. If it makes okay. You bye. Happy, goodbye. <laughs>